welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today to take your leadership to the next level. Now it's exclusively part of the SU Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University. And wow, I am excited today to introduce our co-host for today's show, Dr. Gabriel Salguero. And, and Dr. Salguero is a pastor at The Gathering Place, a Latino-led multi-ethnic Assemblies of God congregation not very far from us in Orlando, Florida, as well as serves as the president and founder of the National Latino Evangelical Coalition. Gabriel, it's an honor to have you on the show today. Awesome to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I'm really excited about uh, our conversation. Anytime we can have a conversation, man, I look forward to that because I always learn, I always grow from you. And so thank you for making the time. On today's episode, I, I'm excited to hear about your leadership experiences as, as well as the lessons that you know, you've learned along the way to make you a better, stronger, healthier leader. And to begin our conversation, I want to ask uh, about your leadership, especially during what we've had to face this past year, uh, this pandemic. The past year has required churches to evolve in, obviously, their methods of delivery. Some churches have risen to the occasion, while others have, it's, it's been hard. It's been a, been a struggle. Talk to us about what it's been like to, to pastor the gathering place through COVID-19. Well, as you probably know, we launched during COVID-19. That's we, right. That's we're, right. We're a COVID-19 church plant, which some people think, out of your mind. That's crazy. Absolutely the worst time. <laughs> you know, all the books are like, not the time. But actually, it was a good time because it's it's a time of creativity and ingenuity. You right, know, yeah. It's time of reinventing yourselves. And, and, you're, and people were actually much more gracious with experimentation because they knew we were in this period of, there was no manual, right? right COVID-19 right, right. did not come with a it's manual. Everything is new. And so that gave us some grace for creativity on online, our hybrid platforms and things like that. And so we planted, Jeanette and I uh, planted in September of 2020. And that was... Uh, uh, a leap of faith, wow. a leap of faith. And, but I think that for me, your question is spot on, right? There's there's ingenuity, there's creativity. It's 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 something I I appreciate that God is a creator and we can co-create some things with God. But also there's some plumb lines that yeah. that that hold me uh, steady in these kind of turbulent, not stable times, sure. right? And some of those are. Um, Service. People want to feel that you have a servant's heart, that they, whether it's online, whether it's sending people soup or, or right, having our, right. our services. Yeah. Service is a key part. I think that it's come to the fore. But people say, is this a church that serves the people that attend, that mm. that that empowers them to serve, that yeah. gives them a spirit of generosity. So so service is uh, is one of the plumb lines that I think was uh, important. I think the other thing is integrity. You're there has to be an authenticity right, and a right. transparency. Say, hey, look, what God told Abraham, you've never been this way before. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you're, uh, Miguel de Unamuno is a Spanish poet, uh, and his famous poem is, Caminante no hay camino, se hace camino al andar. Uh, trailblazer, there is no path. You are right. blazing the trail as you go. And so if people see that you're doing it out of a sense of genuineness, that you know that you're learning things, that you're going away you never went before, but that yeah. you're trusting God with both service, humility, and authenticity, I think people will follow. And, yeah. and I think those have been some of the lessons. And then the other thing is you got to empower people who know the reality of virtual platforms, right? Yeah. That that there are people who have gifts that you don't have. Exactly. And you have to empower them to lead you and be your Sherpa in that area. You yeah. have to have the humility to say, 
really, I don't know that. I know enough about technology, but you're an expert. You have a degree in that. You live in that world. You're yeah. a, you're a what is it that Barna and others call them? They're they're uh, digital natives. Natives, right? Yeah, and right. so. We have to tap into the, those those indigenous digital natives and uh, natives and empower them to lead us in ways we haven't led before. And, and as a follow-up, to how how did you empower people in these areas you didn't know about? How did you find them? Get get to that place of trust. You know, maybe a little sooner than you need to because of the circumstances. How did you do that? Look, I think that everything rises and falls on relationships. Ah. Uh, you know, um, whatever is born in the world, naturally, supernaturally is through intimacy. Mm. And so trust is built through communication where you say, hey, here's who I am. Here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. I embrace the gifts of limitations. Tell me about you. Let me know you. And so those conversations, sometimes awkward because the truth is, Kent, we were having accelerated conversations. The moment uh, required catalytic conversations, right? So in many ways, we were abbreviating conversations, but we were not selling ourselves short. We were sure. going deeper right. rather than this surface area and say, hey, look, what are the gifts that God has placed in you and how can you put them in service to the kingdom? What, where's your strength uh, and where my strength and your strength can work together to enhance and expand the kingdom? I think that has been critical. I don't think there's a, I don't think most leaders sin from over-communication. Yeah, right. I think most of us sin from under-communication. under-communication. We don't You're ask the right, right questions. Right. We don't, hey, what are you thinking on this? Here's what I'm thinking. And so if we want in an accelerated time, do we have to over-communicate. Let, and let me ask you, what were some of the anchoring disciplines that kept you going during this process? As you know, my dad has been a pastor for 40 years. Mm. Let me tell you what has held him. He's 72 years young right now. You have to have a daily prayer discipline. Yeah. You know, my dad is a classic Pentecostal uh, pastor, uh, pastored 40 years in one church. Uh, the early morning prayer. Now, that's not the uh, – some people are late night prayers. Sure, right? sure. I'm not saying the time is, right, the, is, right. the, is the magic just, number. Yeah. But uh, you have to have a, a daily uh, prayer discipline. It, I think that that keeps you humble because it keeps your dependency on God. Nobody is self-sufficient. Nobody has every gifting, every talent, every ability. And so when you pray, it reminds you that you depend on God. The second thing is be a learner. Mm. I read voraciously. I read across disciplines. I read about leadership, and I read about prayer, and I read about relationships. I I read the Harvard Business Review about emotional intelligence, which is, right, why do we burn people out? Because we don't. We don't know, you know, they're, they're this temperament, they're a five, they're right, an eight, right. they're using the Enneagram or ENTP. So I read uh, vor- voraciously. The other thing is I, I embrace rhythms. Pete Scazzaro talks about embracing the rhythms of the life. When I go, because I'm an extrovert, like high extrovert, I go hard. But when I have to rest, I rest. Mm-hmm. And my rest is usually around basketball. I love sports. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an NBA and NCAA fan. And so I love sports. I, I love uh, watching sports with my children. I love playing. I have two sons. I love playing sports. And, and I also love music. I love listening to music. I love dancing to good Spanish music. Yeah. And so I have to embrace the rhythms. There are times that are highly intense. Church planting is intense work. Leading this coalition of several thousand churches is intense work, especially in this season where there's a lot of things going on where you need to serve society and the church. But then I say, okay, I have I need to rest. Yeah. I, I need to watch a game. I need to I need to 
to listen to some music. I need to go out to my wife. So prayer, always being a learner. And embracing rhythms. the rhythms of my life. I love that. Yeah. You know, Gabe, you've, you, uh, you've served as, as the director of the Hispanic Leadership Program, HLP, and the Institute for Faith and, and, and Public Life at Princeton Theological Seminary. You're also the founder of the National Latino Evangelical Coalition, a national network of Hispanic churches uh, that offers an important voice for truly growing uh, mm-hmm. diversity and changing demographics in our country. Can you talk to us about what leadership means to the Latino community? Yeah. Look, I think that it, leadership in our community is not that dissimilar from our Anglo brothers and sisters. I think what we value in the Latino is one is familia. Yes. We value. Relational is a high capital. You burn relational capital, you burn leadership capital, right? Uh, you don't burn bridges, right? This is your brother. This is your sister. So high relational IQ means leadership, high service mentality, right? And so you're a servant leader, but that service part, and there's many ways to serve. You serve through teaching. You serve through designing programs. You serve through strategic planning. But then there's, there's also the direct service of how can I serve you? How can I serve your family? And And so the familial capital, the relational capital, then there's the service capital in our community. And then I think that we we value hybridity. Mm. Man, this is a leadership thing for the 21st century. Hybridity. You have to have structure with flexibility. I I was just visiting your glorious campus, and congrats on what God is doing here. You You have structure. You have some, some solid foundations that cannot be moved. But on top of that, you have creativity, mm. right? In Duke University School, my wife went to Duke Leadership School, there's something called traditioned innovation, mm. where the strengths of traditions, the, the, the immovables, you embrace. But then there's innovation, there, there's, there's creativity. And so in the Latino culture, there's uh, over 10 million Hispanic evangelicals in the United States, most of us Pentecostal. Uh, yeah. There's 60 million Latinos living in the U.S. If we were a Spanish-speaking country, we would be the second largest Spanish-speaking country wow. in the world. I mean, this is something. When, is. And you're here in Florida, so you know. Right. You, oh, you know, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, the restaurants, yep, the, the museums, the music. And so what we are, I think, good at is integration. Mm. Most people... Uh, late modernity in the 20th century, leadership was either or. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah. 21st century leadership is both, both and. Yeah. Right? It's the reconciliation right. of things. It's the integration of the best. of, And so hybridity is a value. Why? Because I'm a Jersey Rican. I was born in New Jersey of Puerto Rican parents. Mm. And so I'm fully fluent in English. And I'm fully fluent in Spanish. Spanish. I grew up in the Latino church, and so I know all the Spanish songs, coritos, and hymns. But I also know Hillsong, and yeah, I know oh, and, sure. and all the you know the classic yep. hymns. And so, this is not a detriment if I'm able to bring the best uh, of both yeah, these things. Together. The leader who's rising now, whoever he or she is, has to have the great capacity to integrate, mm. right? So. Think about what COVID made us do. We're still speaking. We're still proclaiming the word, but now we're looking through Zoom or right. WebEx or, or, or YouTube or TikTok or Instagram so that there's, there, there's some creativity there. But there's also some kind of classic knowledge of what Scripture says. When we don't do hybridity and flexibility, I used to live in New York. I pastored in Manhattan for 10 years. The tallest buildings have strong foundations but are flexible as they grow mm. because if there's an earthquake, they'll snap 
as it is with good architecture, so it is with people who live in the hyphen, Hispanic American, Asian American, right? We're American, but we also have Asian roots or right, Hispanic right. roots or African roots or European roots, Irish American. We, if you're able to live in the hybrid, you're able to bring people together. Yeah. So leadership among racial ethnic groups, I think, is doing the best of both tradition and innovation, um, embracing hybridity. Yeah, I love that. You've mentioned the value of relationships uh, several times already, and I think that it, it is. It's such a, a a critical aspect of good leadership, influential leadership. In your opinion, what are the keys to cultivating healthy relationships with people on your team? Yeah. I think being genuine, mm. being genuine, being vulnerable, but not frivolously so. Right, right. Right. You know, sometimes you can't use people as your personal therapeutic session. I'm sharing this. No, yeah. no. It's got to be a, a, a genuineness. I think there has to be, be genuinely, share your life. Paul writes in the book of Thessalonians, I did not just share the gospel with you. Yeah. Okay. I also right. shared with my you life. my life. Yes. Right, Zoe. There's got to be a life exchange. Right. People respect when you're, when you're sharing your life. Obviously, there's confidentiality. There's other things. But you're being genuine about life and life exchange. Yeah. Secondly, I think there's, you have to be a good listener. Hmm. There's a reason God gave us two ears and, and one mouth, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Slow to speak, quick to listen. listen yeah. People know if you're actually listening to yeah. them. You know why people love the Oprah Winfrey show? Because she asks questions and then she sits back. And listens, yep. Right? Uh, why did they love that? What was that famous television star um, who passed away recently? Uh, Great interviewer. Um, oh, um, uh, Larry King? Larry King. Yes. Why did they love to listen to Larry King? He'd ask a question, and then he just, just sit back. Yeah, right? listen. Right, Jesus, who's the greatest of all leaders, when he's twelve years old, people were astounded at his wisdom. Yeah. But the text in the gospel says he wasn't answering questions; he wow. was listening and asking questions. And the text says the people were amazed at his answers, although the text says he was listening and answering questions. So to establish rapport, you have to have. The capacity to listen, yeah. the capacity to be authentic. But I also think you have to have the capacity to create vision, mm. to chart a way forward. Hey, he, to press into God and say, hey, here's what I hear God saying to me uh, for us at this time. You know, if, if, if you have no destination, any road will get you there. Right, right. And so how do you create vision in a way that gets buy-in? Well, because people feel heard. People feel that they can speak into it, that you have a listening ear, but that you also have, have capacity to create and chart a way forward, sometimes called futurist, yeah. you know, futurist thinking, sometimes called you know, Malcolm Gladwell and all his leadership right. talks talk about the capacity of people. You're not so far ahead that nobody's behind you, right. but you're not, not leading, so people say, we don't know where, where we're, we're going. going. So yeah. create vision, be an empathetic leader, serve all of those and be authentic. All of those yeah. have been helpful to me. And then uh, learning when to just be quiet and, and see the collective wisdom yeah. of the group. Ah, love that. Uh, you know, I, and that's that's been um, at the heart of uh, the way I enjoy leading, you know, with especially with team. It's all about 
doing life together. Mm, mm. You know, it's not just a job, it's life together. That's right. And all of those components that you you mentioned, you know, um, learning to listen, learning to ask questions that that bring forth, you know, you you discover the potential of people. That's right. Um, then that leads you the ability to really create where are we going? That's right. And what do we need to accomplish? So I, I love that. You know, you're a powerful voice on issues that, well, you know, affect, uh, you know, close to 9 million Latino evangelicals, especially in the United States. You've done extensive writing on Latino um, evangelicalism and, and immigration, racism, multicultural uh, congregations. In addition, your leadership on issues of um, of young male education, mm-hmm. criminal justice mm-hmm. reform has been featured by the Discovery Channel and Oprah Winfrey Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, talk to us about some of the challenges that the Latino community is facing uh, today in our culture. Look, I, I think that you've mentioned some of them, right? We live in a highly r- racially tense moment, and people are looking for bridge builders mm-hmm. and healers. And so how do we, race is not a new thing. Remember the 60s and remember the the civil rights movement. And even before that, uh, there was a crisis with the Chinese Exclusion Act. And so how do we find people who can, to quote Tim Keller, right, speak gospel-centered truth Truth. into some of the most intractable problems, right? And so I think that what I have discovered is— uh, insight. You need insight. Insight is the capacity to see the thing for what it is. It is sure. Not for what it pretends to be, but for what it Actually is. is yeah. And so when you speak to an issue, a lot of us, uh, we speak superfluously. Mm. We don't speak to the the depth of the issue. We don't do the historical work. We don't do the sociological work. God help us, sometimes we don't do the theological work. work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the moral, ethical work. Right. Right. And so we're really speaking to symptoms, not root causes. And so if you want to lead, if you want to lead across issues of race, across issues of immigration, don't just speak to the systems. Take the time to sit with the history of the problem, with the present of the problem, dig deeper. Mm. To, John, the theologian, says we have to do our works over again, and we got to dig deep wells so we can speak life. Yeah. How are you going to get water if you haven't you dug yeah. deep? And, and we sometimes rush to judgment. We sometimes rush to answers. And so some of the issues around immigration, some of the issues about race, some of the issues around fatherlessness, mm. Right, so I, I was on this, uh, the, as you say, on the Oprah channel about young male education, and one of the things I discovered uh, in working with with both the Oprahs and uh, Winfrey Channel and Rise, and also Prison Fellowship, mm-hmm. that when you go into the uh, prison system, you find that one of the challenges these men, they're men now, when they were boys, they did not have strong male role models. They did not have uh, father figures or mentor figures. And so one of the crises that we need to have is, are we lifting up figures of integrity that can chart the way forward? Mm. It's a family crisis that leads to what? A social Social crisis, crisis. a political Political crisis, crisis. an economic crisis. But as we know, where there's two parents in the home, there's more likelihood of higher education, right. health. Even I didn't know this. So we uh, le- less likely to be incarcerated. And then the other thing is about poverty. Poverty is complex. Right? Yeah. 
how do we deal with the root issues of power of poverty that lead to economic empowerment that lead to lifting people to to flourishing the gospel wants us to flourish, flourish yeah. right? That's a gospel concept. Yeah. Be fruitful and multiply. But there are things in the way. There are obstacles, impediments, some structural, some personal. Let's talk about the whole thing. What are the personal decisions that led to this? What are the structural issues? And what does the gospel have to, have say? to say? So yeah. when we talk about immigration, race, poverty, uh, incarceration, A, get to the root of the issue. Yeah. Two, what does the gospel have to say? And three, don't do drive-by leadership. Mm, I like that. These yeah. problems didn't rise in a day. They're not going to go gonna away solved, in yeah. a day, right? No. Why do you build institutions, SEU? I'm reading Yuval Levin, Time to Build, mm. and, and Bob Putnam, the Harvard sociologist, that's talking about uh, the upswing. He just wrote a book. He says, we build institutions because some of the challenges of society need an institutional response because they didn't come up yesterday. Right, right. And so why do you build Christian colleges? Because you need psychologists and you need media people right. and you need philosophers and you need theologians and you need pastors to speak into all the spheres of life. And so don't be drive-by. Don't think, oh, I'm going to do a march and it's done. Right. That, no, no yeah, I'm going yeah. to tweet exactly. about this and, right. hey, it's, and over. They, it's yeah. over. No. no, engage people over a long haul because right. these are long, intractable challenges and leadership we need sustainable leadership for sustainable challenges yeah all right man this is a great discussion we could go on forever because i love what you're 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 breaking down uh but we're going to go ahead and move into our fire round as we close our conversation up and 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 this you know i i just want to ask a few quick questions and what's your gut to to uh to these questions and, and uh -oh. just share some applicable uh, lessons uh, to, uh, especially to the lives of our listeners who are, are listening in today. Here's the first question. So let's begin. How do you celebrate diversity while safeguarding unity? Ah, that's so good. I'm glad you asked that. It's, it's a major challenge in, in our uh, pluralistic society. I think that you understand that unity and uniformity are not the same, same thing. Right. right. So I love my wife, but I'm not my wife. Yeah, yeah. I love my two sons, but they're not the same. Right. I treat them equally, but I don't treat them the same. Yeah. Right? Because my youngest son, Seth, and my oldest. And so what you tell people is equality, God's justice demands equality, but we're not all the same. same. We're all equal, equal under the eyes of God, but we're not all. I'm not Kent, and Kent's yeah. not. We each bring gifts right, right, to the table. To the and aspect. so you celebrate diversity while holding to the non-negotiables of absolute eternal truths. Yeah. You do both. And then you say, here's what you bring to the table. Here's what this culture brings to the table. Here's what this... And God uses those cultures to right. do that. So clearly define the difference between uniformity and unity. I'm together with you, yeah. but I am not you. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Second question. How do you avoid personal burnout? Can I tell you? Basketball. Yes. <laughs> I, that's great, I, and 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 also like, like when I'm tired, I take a nap. Like I really listen to my body. I am learning. I would tell you, I was not always good at that. If I'm honest, you know, some leaders yeah. are like, yeah, I've always ma mastered the rhythms. I'm gonna be. I'm 47. I'm getting closer to 50 now. I'm learning yeah. to well, embrace the rhythms and to say, okay, I need a nap or I need to rest or. This season of my life, I have a project I'm going to push hard, but then I know I, I need time to refuel. Yeah. And so learning the rhythms and doing things that, that 
cultivate my strengths. Yeah. So music feeds me. Right. What are the things that feed yeah. me? Music, sports feed me. So embrace those things that feed me. Let me just say this. I love spending time with my wife. Yeah. Um, I, there are certain shows I watch. I Like I'm a Blue Bloods fan, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know why I'm a Blue I'm Bloods fan? Because it says a lot about leadership. It does. Right? Like really That's does. like a leadership manual. Like uh, So out there's shows that my wife and I sit and watch together. It's family time. And so I, I do those things that that enhance yeah. and feed my spirit. Yeah. Uh, you know what's also great about that, that that show is is I love the family table. Gathering around the family table. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I love that. Hey, speaking of the, you're a big basketball, what did you think of the opening weekend of the, the NCAA tournament? Uh, ORU got some big upsets in. Good for that. A shout out to ORU. Yes. Congratulations. I will say I, I went undergrad Rutgers. Ah, And okay. they beat Clemson. Yep. We were 10, they were 7. So I was celebrating that. And then we just lost by three points to Houston. Yes. So I was, But we hadn't been in since like a long time. Right. I mean, since I think 1979 or something. So I was glad, but you know, I'm a Cinderella guy. Like yeah. that's why I love the NCAA, yeah. right? Because I love the upsets. I, Gonzaga looks strong. Oh, Gonzaga looks look strong. Great. I mean, yeah. they're a well-rounded team, and and so I, it, they're going to be. I was surprised Illinois lost, but yeah. Gonzaga looks really, really strong. Um, you're going to need a lot. Uh, guns coming out of Gonzaga, yeah. but uh, hey, look, let's root for RU. They're they're yeah. in our no, they're, they're in our doing, camp, and and let's see how well. how, I mean, how far they'll go. Two big upsets. Yeah. I mean, you know, beating Florida that and and Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. that's so significant. Those are those are big wins. Okay, here's an, here's another question. How can people be more involved in social issues the church is facing right now? Be informed. Be informed. That's good. I think the other thing is join. You don't always have to, you know, recreate the wheel. There are Christians already doing some of this stuff. Yeah. Right? For example, Convoy of Hope. Yeah. We partnered with them in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. Right? We could do our Nala could have done its own thing, but we're stronger together. together right. And so they did a lot of things. I met with their leader in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria. So who are the people who are already leading? Learn from them. That's one way. Number two, be informed. And not just the headlines. Yeah. Do the research. Search, right. Dig deep. Yeah. So when somebody talks to me about a policy or legislation, I don't. I actually download the the HR whatsoever, and I read what's in it. So I'm not getting secondhand. If you want to be involved, then be informed, because then you might say something that may not be 100 percent accurate, or sure. may actually trying to help hurt. So yeah. uh, be informed. Number three, be courageous. Mm. Yeah. Courage is in high demand and low supply. Yeah. Jesus was courageous. Yeah. John the Baptist was courageous. Esther was courageous. courageous. Daniel was courageous. Uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer was courageous. You know, uh, Corey Ten Boom was courageous. courageous. The list of Christ, uh, William Wilberforce yes. against slavery was courageous. Evangelicals are not new on the justice. John Wesley was an right. abolitionist. The first abolitionists were Christians. Yeah. Yeah. The ones who wanted women's rights first were Christians. Christians. And so we're not... The civil rights movement led by the church, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So be courageous. Are you going to get labeled? Yes. Sure. Are people going to say and misunderstand you? As long as you're leading out of integrity and you're holding truth to the gospel and speaking what I, the language I use is biblical justice. Mm, yeah. Justice. Did you know that the word justice appears more than 900 times in the Bible? Wow. Either as diakasune, Greek righteousness, or mishpat and sedekah in the Hebrew, Hebrew yeah. right? And so God sits on a throne of justice. Yeah. His scepter is called justice. Yeah. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its justice. We translate it as righteousness. And so it's not new to God, but make sure it's biblical centered. Yeah. God, not partisan, not, oh, because this party or that party. What does the gospel have to say? Because if we're biblical centered, we're going to come out shining like the noonday sun. We're not going to be seen as, as, as people who are easily swayed. We have a foundation. Let's stick to it. But yeah. be informed. Have a gospel-centered agenda, not a partisan agenda. And third, be courageous. Be courageous. That's so good. One final question. If you could leave the next generation with one piece of advice, what would that be? Love God. Yeah. Serve people. Stay humble. Mm. Love Powerful. God. Serve, serve people. people. Stay, Stay humble. Wow. Well, Gabriel, I, I want to thank you for joining me today on Framework Leadership Podcast. Always a privilege. Learn so much. I'm grateful for the insight that you've provided our listeners. If you want to stay up to date with uh, Gabriel, you can follow him on Instagram. What's the? Uh, give me that Instagram. Yeah, I'm at Pastors with an S Salguero. Okay. Yeah, that's our personal uh, okay. uh, Instagram, also Twitter, and all that. And also, uh, we have the Gathering Place on Facebook. It's our church. But, yeah. But Pastors Salguero, both on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, all the social media are pastors, plural, Salguero, and you'll see a beautiful picture of my wife and I. Uh, the pretty one is her. <laughs> okay, great. Well, hey, that's all we have time for today on our show. For more leadership content, check us out on Instagram, Ken underscore Engel, or Twitter, at Ken Engel. You can also visit the website uh, at KenEngel.com. But thanks again for listening to Framework Leadership. Hope you have a great week. <laughs>